0: And time has gone on, and I've got some more insights that I must share with you on this episode. Um, Okay, so regarding astrology and Vipassana. Vipassana first, and then we'll wrap astrology into it. Okay, other little uh, things I wanted to share with my takeaways. Very important to understand that this particular technique, Vipassana, it's experiential. So all great transformation ultimately comes from one experiencing the truth, right? Versus one intellectualizing it or having some mental projection or idea about it. It's not like book learning. It's not like, you know, you could say it's like falling in love versus reading about falling in love, right? It's just totally different worlds. So this is experiential. So it's not an intellectual exercise, The Vipassana is non-intellectual, it's not from a mental or emotional plane, although it's certainly, you know, one's emotions can come up and some mental ideas can come up from things, but it doesn't live there. Um, As a matter of fact, I found my mind wandering a lot, which is very normal, obviously. When your mind wanders, you just bring it back to your breath, and they show you exquisitely how to do that. Um, but the the idea being that the mental emotional um, you know it only goes to a certain level of depth, and when you really want to transform something in your life, whatever it is conscious or unconscious, you have to go to the root, and that 's where this work shines um, so some of the Some of the things that I found for um, for myself in this is that um, some personal observations. Uh, I wanted to share with you, I, there were three signal songs that came up, two came up during the retreat, and one came up yesterday as I was, you know, several days after the retreat. Um, I, a signal song, if you don't know what that means, it's like a song that keeps running in your head, and it's typically something, it's just kind of like a way that your consciousness can alert you to something about what's going on. So pay attention to the the tune, the lyrics, you know, and all that. Well, in this case, the first um the first song that kept coming up for me was a song by ELO, the Electric Light Orchestra that came out in the late 70s and it was it's called Strange Magic. And it's a really beautiful song. Um, you know, I'm I'm going to sing you a little bar here, all right? So <clears throat> me 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 um it's about Strange Magic. Ah, da, da, da. Strange magic, got a strange magic. Doo, 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 doo. Strange magic. Now I don't know. I didn't read the lyrics and all, but I just wanted to, sh- <laughs> you know. Hope I was on key there. But anyway, strange magic was, um, and I thought, well, that's that's an interesting signal song, right? What there's some kind of strange magic going on here. Let me see if I can find the lyrics. Okay. Um, all right, I've never, I've never read, read these before, so I'm going to... This is by Jeff Lynn. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, copyright Sony, ATV Music Publishing, LLC. Um, and it is... Um, it says, you're sailing softly through, through the sun in a broken stone-age dawn. Wow, how Capricorn is that? Stone. You fly so high. I get a strange magic. Oh, what a strange magic. Oh, it's a strange magic. Got a strange magic. All right. You're walking meadows in my mind, making waves across my time. Oh, no. Oh, no. I get a strange magic. Oh, I'm never going to be the same again. Now I've seen the way it's got to end. Well, I'm going to say how it starts. (laughs) Sweet dream, sweet dream. Strange magic. It's magic. It's magic. Strange magic. You know I got a strange magic. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's what was coming up for me over and over. And at the same time, we're running alongside that, was the Carly Simon song about um, Haven't Got Time for the Pain. And I never really read those lyrics except one um, part of it. I, I did. Uh, or at least I was familiar with it. And it says... Um, And again, you know, thank you, Carly. I've always loved you. Songwriters Jacob Breckman and Carly Simon, namaste. Um, This, uh, the lyrics are all those crazy nights when I cried myself to sleep. Now melodrama never makes me weep anymore because I haven't got time for the pain. I haven't got room for the pain. I haven't the need for the pain. Not since I've known you. Now, this is obviously a love song, right? Now you could you could transfer this instead of saying it's to a person. It's like you're talking to the universe. You're acknowledging your love for you know all that is, um, and that I, I feel this is this is the these are the lines that I remembered very clearly during the retreat. You showed me how how to leave myself behind. How to, I'm getting chills. How to turn down the noise in my mind. Now I haven't got time for the pain. I haven't got room for the pain. I haven't the need for the pain. Not since I've known you. No, actually, these are the two lines. Suffering was the only thing that made me feel I was alive. Though that's just how much it cost to survive in this world. I hope you're not suffering listening to this, you <laughs> know, I don't want to create more suffering in the world. But Anyway, let me go on. Till you showed me how, wait a minute, let me change this there, all right. Till you showed me how, how to fill my heart with love, how to open up and drink in all that white light, pouring down from the heaven, I haven't got time for the pain. I haven't got room for the pain, I haven't the need for the pain, not since I've known you. Yeah, so those lines were the two that kept running over and over and over in the silence was suffering was the only thing that made me feel I was alive. That's just how much it costs to survive in this world. And I'm like, oh my God, that is what was the story of my life. I, I was the biggest, before I went through my transformation on a spiritual path back in the 80s, That's I was the drama queen par excellence. I mean, I just, if you pissed me off, I would not only scream and holler and make a scene with you and create all kinds of havoc. But then I would call up 87 other friends and commiserate and, and, and just relay the drama and just keep it going until one day the suffering got too much and I decided it was time to just, you know, it was a very, very traumatic experience that happened to me called stalking. I was stalked. I wasn't even going to tell you all this, but whatever, it's coming up, right? It's all good. Um, I was stalked by an ex boyfriend. And that was the 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 game changer. That kicked my butt so much. It cost me so much energetically, psychically. It took like two years out of my life. And but until I until I learned the lesson of that, it was like that that was that was where everything changed. So when when they said here the lyrics, suffering was the only thing that made me feel I was alive, it made me realize how much of my life and, and still on some level was still going on, you know, and it, of course it's not like we're not walking on water right now, folks. We're still working through a lot of this, but the hugest piece of it unhinged itself many years ago. But the um, all there is to do now is, is notice it and to move beyond it. So that's what I love about Vipassana. It's a very powerful technique to to literally eradicate it physiologically from time-space. It's like, you know, nothing less, Right. Saturn, Pluto, go to the root. So, um, anyway, that was the other, that, so yeah, that song was playing over and over for several days. And then yesterday, several days after I've come home from the retreat, as I'm doing my shopping at the grocery store, I don't know why. It's not like I heard these songs on the radio or anything. It's just that, again, signal song just came to me in my consciousness. It was from, uh, the who I can see for miles. You know, I can see for miles and miles. I can see for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. And, and that's all like, rolling over and over. So, um, you know, again, this, this being given this, this vision and insights into oneself and the deepest core of one's being. What also flashed on my mind in the parking lot at Aldi's as I rolled my cart back to get my 25 cents back out of the little chain slot (laughs) was um, that part in the autobiography of a yogi, Paramahansa Yogananda's outrageous spiritual classic, which if you haven't read it, it is a must-read, and he talked about how his guru Sri Yukteswar Um, one day in his discourse with him at the the ashram where he lived in India, he said to him, he he wanted to give him an experience, and it's a whole chapter in the book about this kind of, um, his, I think, whatever it was called, into cosmic consciousness. So Sri Yukteswar touched him on his forehead, on his third eye, Ajna Chakra, and boom, he went into this I guess you could call it samadhi or you know it was a state of ecstasy and he could see literally for miles and miles he had this like astral vision where he could see through walls and through and in the uh, you know cities the the village the streets where he lived and he saw further and further as time progressed so he could actually see the whole city. Then he could see the whole continent of India and then, you know, the whole world. Like he could literally see everywhere and it might have even gone into galaxies or something. It it was just outrageous how his vision just like telescoped out. So I can see for miles and miles. I was very uplifted to um, to feel that. And to um, and to experience that song, and I, I feel it's definitely a good sign. Um, so um, yeah, so I wanted to share that about the signal songs. The um, another thing is that um, what I freed. I here's what I really uh, as and again, this is still a, a developing story, as they say in the news business. This is just I've only been home less than a week, and all these insights have happened during the retreat and since. But um, one of the things that I see that, I, that I'm liberating myself from is uh, that I have always, this has been like my biggest hang up in my life, has been to keep getting off it about how things should be. So if you're listening to this and you're a friend of mine, it's okay, go ahead, roll on the floor in laughter. Yes, I got it, okay, I know, I've driven you crazy, I love you and I know you love me. Um, so, <laughs> yes, this shouldn't be was like capital letters billboard that has run my life. It's literally in my chart, you know, Virgo on the 12th house cusp. Where did I do myself in in the past? And what unconscious behavior must I get over in this life to become enlightened? It's called stop criticizing, accept things as they are, not as they should be. So I'm, I've dismantled that billboard. It's it's and and but um, Guenka said in the discourses is that when you are doing your the sweeping of the of the body and when you're in the meditative technique, it's seeing things as it is, as they are, not as they should be, but just simply accepting with equanimity the good, the bad, the ugly, the fabulous, not becoming attached to anything. If you feel fantastic and feel ecstasy, don't get attached to it, just notice it. If you feel pain, don't get just notice it, right? So it's being with things as they are, not as they should be. And obviously all of these insights we take into our lives. Um, Another thing that I got was, I had this thing about food. So um, (laughs) I have this, I have had this, consciously, right, not unconscious, although it comes from an unconscious source, um, uh, food and survival. Um, and I know it's, it's very, very deep. And, um, you know, as a child, we're experiencing childhood um, difficulties and challenges regarding survival. Um, you know, I, I think too, I mean, that, that's on a very conscious level, where my dad had lost his business. And, the, you know, we had all this kind of fallout in our family about it. And, we survived, but it was it was scary, and maybe some of that i 'm sure was imprinted into me subconsciously, but I think it probably goes back lifetimes because let 's face it, there is no time so uh, but this food thing again, I can see it in my chart, and i 'm well aware of it, but it was still running me, uh, where this kind of go to automatic conditioning is. And it's, it, you know, it can be comical, uh, but, you know, when, when I need to go on a trip, it's like, I don't even care about outfits. I pack my food first. So I spend all my time and energy, you know, wondering and worrying about what I'm going to take, how I'm going to take it, this, that, and the other. And the, 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 the toothbrush and the shirts and the, and, and the change of socks, that's like my least concern. I don't care if I wear the same outfit 20 times as long as I have enough food to eat. And half the time, I never even eat the dang food or or enough of it or whatever. And it's like all those concerns are, you know, not, don't even, even though I know that they don't turn out that way, it still, you know, was running me. So I had this major food hang up. And, um, you know, they do feed you three times a day, um, although it's a limited kind of at night. It's kind of, you know, just like tea and fruit, but you have really great meals um you know the other the other two meals and uh not that the teen food isn't bad the first day i went through it and fine the second day third day around the day 6 i had this kind of emotional breakdown and in the course of it i talked to the teacher and i was thinking you know like my blood sugar like i was concerned because sometimes i you know i honestly do say i you know i've had these low blood sugar kind of things spikes and so she said, oh, well, we'll get you some more food. So I was like, oh, great. So long story short, I ate a little more food than the others. They made a special plate for me. But I realized quickly, bottom line, I really didn't need it. And it was fear that was running me. I mean, I, I when I really sat with myself the next day, I thought, wait a minute, this is crazy. I... Um, you know, I actually even asked for more of it until, it was interesting, there's this thing that had to play out for me. And she found out about that. She said, oh, I heard that you, you know, wanted more food and all this. And at first, that, now that wasn't like a shame or a call out, although there was a little part of me that was feeling that. But I'm not making them wrong. This was perfect. This is all coming up for my behalf, on my behalf. Not give. It's not like anything was done to me. It was done for me. I'm very clear about all that. But I have to say that it was pretty, it was, it was an interesting um, playing out of this particular thing. Uh, Very glad because um, I got honest with myself the next day and I thought, you know, this is, this is crazy. Okay. Like people really, I, I fast, I can easily do, I have done like four day juice fasts. Lately, I got back on schedule with a, daily, a once-a-week fast, a water fast, lemon water. So I'm like, really? Like, come on, you know, you can fast all day and you're and you're working full-time. Sometimes I even do sessions fasting. I'm like, sometimes a little crazy. But uh, if I had to, had to. So I'm like, what, you know, so I knew that I was just, I was really just calling BS on myself. So I'm like, eh. So I told the kitchen person the next day, or the assistant, I said, don't worry, you know what, you don't have to get me that extra dish, it's okay, I'm just going to eat fruit like the rest of them, and I was fine, and I knew I was going to be fine. Well, I was not only fine, I, of course, it's always better to meditate on a light, you know, not having eaten a full meal, but I had the highest meditation ever doing that, and the next day, even at breakfast, which normally I'd be like, woof, 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 Well, um, I didn't have a second, I mean, truly, I can um, eat like three bowls of oatmeal for for breakfast, uh, easily, like no problem. Well, I had been eating about two, two to three, I decided I'm just going to eat one on on the the Friday, one of the last days of the, uh, towards the end, towards the end of the year, this is like day eight or something. Oh, it day seven. And I said, you know, I'm just going to have one bowl. Even though my, my ego was like, oh, man, that stuff is good. It's cold out. Don't you want another bowl? You know, you know that voice. Well, I'm like, mm, no. Nah. So I walked away. I go back to my room. I brush my teeth. And as I'm brushing my teeth, I could energetically feel. I know this sounds very woo, but it is. I'm just, what is? It was like my stomach was being filled up with etheric nutrition if for lack of a better I don't know how to explain it but it was with the understanding that as you abstain from the physical right like that sacrifice you're pushing in that end of the balloon the other side was expanding so this is so Saturn Capricorn this is why like I'm I'm so excited to share this with you it's just so timely because this is this is what's being required of us now It's like when you restrict and limit Saturn with discipline and challenge, right, Saturn energy, when you do that, there's a reward. And the reward is on the other side, it expands, right? It's like pushing the water balloon in on one side, and boom, the other side blossoms out. And so what filled me was a higher consciousness. I could feel it. I was brushing my teeth and it was way more filling and certainly got me through the day. I had like one of the best days ever. So I just say that to hopefully inspire you, give you something to think about, some food to contemplate, right? Um, I did have some interesting, like, you know, you could call it psychic phenomena. Now, I don't want you to, I don't want to say these things So that you might say, well, I want to do Vipassana, I want to go for that, I want to get get that, you know, that sounds cool. Don't do that, okay? Like he was saying, don't be attached to anything. Just do your work and whatever happens, happens. Maybe nothing will, quote, happen visceral, um, but, but maybe something will. But what doesn't matter? whether it does or doesn't or if it does what it is and how long it lasts or any of that it really is meaningless but i just would say that at one couple of times with my eyes shut i was like who's playing with the lights it was like somebody was flip-flopping the light switch and i'm like yeah it's probably just some psych phenomenon like, yeah okay fine well, um, the other, but uh, something else happened a few, again, you know, when not looking for something, boom, just shows up in the space. Um, all of a sudden I had this, it was like a picture window opened up. It was like the clearest psychic visioning I'd ever received. And it was a person, somebody I know, who is, happens to love Buddhism, is, in, you know, interested in knowing more about Buddhism and, you know, pursuing it in, in whatever way they are. And I just saw her so clearly, you know, her hair color, the shape, her the color of her eyes, her hairstyle, it was like, boom. And she was just looking at me with this big blue eyes, you know, and I'm like, whoa, oh, wow. Okay. And And again, you know, not like good or bad. It's just like, wow. Okay. Didn't, you know, didn't see that coming. So, these are kind of like abilities and things, you know, our intuitive senses start getting very sharpened when we're tuning out the outside world. Again, like, like we are when we restrict physical food, when we eat just enough that's good for us and not too much, then we are giving room for the other dimensional space to grow and expand. So let's see, less um, Less sleep less sleep, no sleep. The more and more we practice and do this meditation, my goal, I've been doing it mostly once a day, but yesterday and the day before I did it twice a day, and whoa, whoa, big, big change. Um, The more we do that, the more resonance, the more light we create, you know, because our psyche is not taken up by drama, rackets, judgments, this that and the other mental conditioning you know when you're clear of all that more can come in that that is of the light and you don't need as much sleep you know and and it's really interesting because you think about the you know there are saints that some of them like don't have to sleep or sleep very little Um, I know of people, and they, you know, you can read the autobiography of a, of a yogi, and they talk about this and teachers that were, you know, hadn't slept in thirty six years, that are just they may meditate, but they don't go to sleep because they don't need to, so they're getting their nutrition on, on a more conscious level. their Their rest. Why? Why do we rest to to clear the body, right? To digest food and process and clean out the body. Do all the little cleanup work that that doesn't do during the day but again when that's handled on a higher level there's no need for that so therefore no need for sleep as we know it or much less sleep so as the more and more you do this that your sleep quality increases and the amount of sleep you need decreases so these are the, some of the things that are available um, i would say too that yeah, that's about all I really want to say about Vipassana, but and I, I guess I would just conclude this episode by saying that, um, you know, my advice to you this year, because Saturn and Pluto, it, Jupiter is going to join, and for, especially from the middle to the end of the year, they're all going to be within about three degrees of each other, Jupiter being the planet of expansion and luck and opportunity, It's also going to be, it's been in Capricorn, it is in Capricorn right now, it entered in December, but it's going to catch up pretty close to Saturn and Pluto, and they're all going to kind of dance together in retrograde, this, that, and the other for several months. And so that is really like, bring it, do your work, be disciplined, show up, don't be afraid, just get in there and do your work. And you will get a reward. There, the Saturn, you know, always is like Saturn rewards effort. Jupiter will bring a prize. Jupiter will give you that dollop. So you, you, the reward you get from Jupiter is doing the work. So, when Jupiter was in its home sign of Sag, which it was for the last year, it was kind of like, woo, you know, Vegas, like just, you know, the rich got richer, if you read Forbes magazine and the business things, you know, and you read about all these tax breaks that, on top of tax breaks, that the billionaires were getting, yeah, well, no no surprise, Jupiter and Sag. So, there was a lot of wealth and ease flowing like that, at least for them, and the elite. and um, And so... Jupiter can expand, um, but it's the quality, the sign it's in will tell you the way in which you get abundance and luck and opportunity. So in the sign of Capricorn, it's like saying, yeah, yes, you can get reward, but you got to work for it. Or as I've said before, don't pray for something you're not willing to work for. So again, bring it. That's, that's definitely about Jupiter. The blessing comes from being real being disciplined it's like i'm i got very clear in all those days in meditations look it's sitting there these these gifts are sitting there just reach for it do your work and it will it will show up for you and just in closing i'd like to say um you know like harry and megan are showing us and and this morning too there was a woman a young woman who was a medalist in um in Iran, and she defected. I don't know if you heard about this. This uh, She was a taekwondo champion. Yeah, I think she's a taekwondo champion. Anyway, she just said she was tired of the hypocrisy of her government and how she felt like she and the other athletes were were being used, you know, and she, she was done. She was kind of like ari Megan. She was like, I'm done. I'm just, I'm just getting out of here. She's going somewhere, doesn't say where. Kimia Aliza Day, the sole woman to ever have won a a medal at the Olympics, the only woman Olympian in Iran, bless her heart, anyway, yeah, she's like, I'm done, same thing, Declaration of Independence, and she put it on her page, and she said, let me start with a greeting, a farewell, or condolences, 21 years old, wow, Saturn square, pretty cool, Um, but again, taking responsibility, which is very Saturn, right, and and here she is, um, standing up for herself and Cancer-Capricorn axis, right? Leaving her homeland, finding another homeland where she can be at home and be, you know, more a, a more um, supportive structure for her. So um, those ideas are available. Th- that is what's available for all of us. Um, standing up for yourself. I want to say, too, like stand for yourself even if nobody else agrees, it's your truth. You know you you are your own best authority. It's not about the Vatican, you know. Oh, you know I need to do, do, do or some outside institution, whatever it may be, whether it's the Vatican or the British royal family or these old big powerful institutions. Capricorn and Saturn you know Pluto's taking a sledgehammer to them it's like you know what that stuff's corrupt let's bring that down and let's rebuild along new lines that are supportive and regenerative we're not saying that you can't have a royal family we're just saying it's time to get rid of the toxicity that is in any family family karma family toxicity just let's eradicate it let's go to the pain body and pull it out from the root so that's what this this year is about especially this very powerfully this year uh don't let others try to talk you out of it you know like the courtiers and palace aides at buckingham palace you know those those people have and the press you know they were all very like they've just been mean to megan and harry and uh you know, a lot of that gossip and intrigue originates, and this is not my opinion, this is has been shared with many, many people through the years and probably even Princess Diana, um, but they, those people that are close to the throne, whether it's the British or any others, you know, they, a lot of them spill a lot of gossip and intrigue and they're kind of like the little intrigue generators. And they may be very negative to, you know, or or whoever, you know, Harry and Meghan, you know, we're not going to fund you anymore or people hate you or, you know, just don't listen to that. That's just toxic. Just keep walking. Um, so, um, yeah, if you get afraid, you know, like this, these are energies that may try to hold you back and maybe you doubt yourself. Just say, you know, thank you for sharing. Thank you. And I'm moving forward. So. When, as you do, whether it 's Vipassana, which I highly recommend, or another transformational technique, whatever that that tool or um, assistance that you use, and there are many, many tools, many pathways, whatever it is for you, just just use, you're going to use these things to build yourself in light and build your resonance and build your frequency, restore yourself to integrity. This is what Saturn and Pluto and Jupiter are asking us to do, to expand our consciousness using discipline, being real with ourselves. Build that resonance that cannot shake us, that is above the resonance of fear you know, drill down deep into these practices, yoga, meditation, vipassana, whatever that is, go, de- go deep. Take one runway and just really go with it. Build a resonance. You know, there was, there was um, I don't remember his name, but there was a Buddhist monk many years ago that when he entered the zoo, he was visiting a city and he entered a zoo and all the animals laid down, the quote, wild animals right? They weren't threatened. His vibration was so powerful. There was no threat. They didn't have to stand. They didn't have to take any posture. They simply laid down at his feet, you know? It's kind of like Saint Francis of Assisi or Jesus, you know? Like people love that. There's a resonance that you generate and build over time as you clear the sankharas, as you clear all these old, old conditionings and patterns that we literally you know rise you literally you rise you you move beyond all that and anything and everything is available you go to that fabric you go to the fabric of time space and you go to that border you go to that edge and then when you're clear man you can go anywhere you can do anything so those are my thoughts for today I so um are grateful I am so grateful for all of you for your support, and um, yeah we 're all in this together so i 'm um, very excited about bringing this level of consciousness to keep evolving my practice in astrology so it's it exists to be in service to you so now that i have now that i 've reached another plateau and i 'm developing myself further, of course I can only I only want to share that blessing with all of you, so I am looking forward to everything that I'm going to do this year with 2020 with astrology sessions and some creative projects, which maybe I'll share with you in uh, future episodes that are pretty outrageous. So that's all. Just wanted to share that. Thank you so much. And um, I will be, um, yeah, we we will meet soon, (laughs) hopefully. Um, Continue listening here. I love hearing from you. Um, Starsoundastrology.com is my website. So um, have a look have a listen thank you so much and uh, may you be blessed with everything in these this month to come and all months um, in future episodes I'll I'll definitely get into more about the rest of 2020 with particular transits and how they relate to our Saturn Pluto Jupiter dance um, but yeah definitely great opportunities ripe for transformation okay all for now much love And I close with this mantra that Gwenka always closed with in our meditations at Vipassana. It's Bhavatu Sarva Wait, wait, wait. Did I get it right? No. You think with all these years of yoga. Ah! Wait a minute. Mangalam. Bhavatu Sarva Mangalam. May all beings be happy. Namaste. This is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Namaste.